I'm Stephanie Cox, and this is Mobile Matters. Today, I'm joined again by Alex Russell at Google. Alex is a senior staff engineer at Google and is an engineer on the Chrome Web Platform team. Most recently, he helped design and lead the team that was developing progressive web apps. In our previous episode, Alex shared a ton of great information about how the concept for PWAs was developed and what it's been like to see major tech players adopt them. In part two of my conversation with Alex, we talk a lot about what functionality Google plans to release for PWAs this year, how the user experience is such a vital component to a successful PWA, and what advice he would give you before you build your first progressive web app. And make sure you stick around to the end where I'll give my recap and top takeaways so that you can not only think about mobile differently, but implement it effectively. Welcome to the show again, Alex. What do you see as the next big evolution for PWAs? I think the first big thing is that at least Chrome um, is moving into the desktop PWA environment this year. Um, We've, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, already shipped on Mac, uh, Windows, Linux, and Chrome OS. And uh, we should be shipping on Mac uh, sometime this spring. I'm very excited about that. And that means that um, on every supported Chrome platform, save iOS, every place that we can ship real blink we will be able to have web apps that are installable. So that is to say, you know, if you wanted your potentially to have your mail client in its own standalone window that you can alt tab to uh, or open Apple tab to, that should be possible as a, as a web app on the desktop. And so that opens up a sort of another frontier for this stuff where the web is already strong. Um, but we start to see tools like uh, Chromium Embedded Framework or Electron causing developers to, again, shift their deployment model and incur pretty heavy costs, both in iteration speed, uh, but also in security in a lot of cases. Um, and I think uh, the, the attractive aspect um, that we can bring is that because it is, again, just the web and it's just running in Chrome uh, or your other browser, that you get the benefit of sort of auto platform updates and that um, users get the benefits of things like autofill and password sync and all the rest. So that's very exciting to me. Uh, we're building a whole set of capabilities to help developers uh, address the capabilities of desktop um, that haven't been available. Uh, and that sort of dovetails into our existing capability investments on mobile, where you see us doing things like uh, improving uh, the ability to launch things um, with high, higher quality icons, um, improving the shape of icons uh, on modern versions of Android, uh, as well as things like web share and web share target. Um, improved media pickers. Um, we're working on contact access, uh, local font access, file system access. We really want, in addition to things that we've done like um, web Bluetooth and web USB, uh, we really want to expose all the capabilities of the underlying platform so that the web, that, that there aren't, aren't reasons for you to say no to building something on the web, right? Today, I always joke that <laughs> most applications are in the business of drawing boxes and text most of the time. And the web is one of the best box and text drawing systems uh, ever. but that's not what an application is, right? An, an application is not just a text and box drawing thing. It's usually that plus some critical functionality. And so um, to the extent that the critical functionality isn't available uh, on your platform, we want to open that up. And there are all these dovetailing efforts right now, um, better media work, better encoders and decoder access, WebAssembly, WASM, which is uh, opening up. I, I kind of joke of it as kind of the capability of opening up 30 to 40% more of your CPU those sorts of things can transform specific workloads uh, and make certain applications which previously just weren't approachable, something that you can incredibly do on the web. And I think that's that's extraordinarily exciting. Um, my, my goal, my personal mission is to, to bring 
most of computing back onto the web, at least client-side computing back onto the web. And so I think um, the more that we can give developers a reason to say yes and fewer reasons to say no, uh, the structural benefits that the web already has in security, performance, stability, and specifically in distribution, breadth, and friction, uh, those things will, will get unlocked when we do our job well and provide those other capabilities. So when you're talking to people about PWAs, you know, what, in your mind also, what is the biggest benefit to doing a PWA over something like a traditional web app, like a responsive web, or even native mobile? The biggest shift in thinking is, is about this kind of application model that's required uh, to become, to work reliably all the time. You know, we find that teams who come from a native mobile background have a really straightforward time of making PWAs because they're they're already attuned to the set of constraints, uh, both in terms of device performance, which is, by the way, a, a huge and important factor in, in really understanding what the user is going to get. Um, we see too many web developers still uh, using desktop era and desktop class assumptions and frameworks, uh, which don't work at all on mobile. Um, you know, React comes in for drubbing, Ember comes in for drubbing for lots of, I think, um, you know, predictable reasons, just because they, they, they come from a desktop era and they sort of haven't dropped that, that legacy baggage yet. And so it costs too much uh, to build in that way. And we see that uh, native app developers tend, tend on the one hand to assume that developers will download or users will download too much <laughs> upfront, uh, which is not great, but that they also uh, come with a set of experience expectations, which are set a little bit higher and are able to think about the idea of uh, the client being disconnected and then having to treat the server as a sometimes sometimes conversation, not an all-the-time conversation. And so that that model flip is the hardest thing for organizations to get their head around. Um, and the benefits that are on the other side of it, both from installability and the ability to fold more of your investment in mobile into fewer code bases, which improves your velocity and improves your return on single investments, uh, those benefits are large. Uh, we see that um, you know a lot of folks privately tell us that when they build a good PWA, and I want to caveat that with a good one, <laughs> they see reasonably uh, equivalent returns in terms of user engagement between their native mobile applications and their PWAs. Uh, when they build a bad one, that doesn't happen. Um, so, you know, the benefits of that kind of try-before-you-buy model and optional installability um, also require that teams really do the segmentation in their analytics to understand the difference between a user who is and isn't installed uh, as a PWA so that they can compare installed native apps, which have this very high drop-off rate at the, at the front of their funnel uh, or top of their funnel, uh, versus the web, which has a very low drop-off rate at the top of the funnel, but very low sort of quote-unquote conversion into those deeper, more engaged users. So you know, the idea is that hopefully when users become engaged with a high-quality experience and we help them install it to their home screen and continue to keep it in front of them with things like push notifications, that that's an experience that uh, will continue to work really well for those users and that can continue to deliver lots of those benefits. And so teams that we talk to who, who are able to kind of keep their eye on that um, sort of experience ball and then not treat it as a technology trade-off, but treat it as more of a, a level of investment question on the web can succeed kind of across lots of different form factors uh, from a single code base, which you know, has lots of benefits. So if someone comes to you and says, Alex, I'm thinking about creating my first PWA, what is the advice that you would give them? Uh, my first question will be, where are you geographically? So a lot of, a lot of times folks come to us, say, I, I, I want to build a PWA, and then they, they come with a bunch of other things that they want to do, right? And um, some of those things are appropriate and some of them aren't. And um, you know, if you're building 
in an emerging market or for mostly for first internet users or first uh, computing users, um, you'll make different choices, both technically and in terms of what you'll build and how they'll discover it than you would necessarily in, say, uh, Europe or the United States. I think they should try to figure out what their users need and PWAs are an option. You know, it may be the case that if most of your traffic comes from search, and that's true on mobile as well, that the marginal value to installing something to the home screen is potentially quite low, but maybe the value to getting users re-engaged with your content through push notifications is high. So those are choices that are unbundled uh, with the PWA stack versus with a native application stack. Uh, you don't have to install the PWA, for instance, to start getting push notifications, if that makes sense. Uh, whereas with a native application, you very much have to have the app installed in order to get push. So, you know, the, the opportunity space is a little bit different and the, the ordering of your choices can also be different. But um, I, would, I would approach it from the user experience perspective and then the business goals, because uh, I think those are the two aspects that tend to dominate the conversation, right? So if someone comes and says, hey, you know, we're, we're really succeeding here, you know, in our kind of high end, but we want to grow at the low end, whatever that means for the business, right? Either users who aren't spending a lot or who are value customers or who are, you know, in, in a market that is not as well served by high end devices, then yeah, you know, you should definitely build a PWA and you should make it as lightweight as possible because that's where the product market fit is. PWAs unlock that very lightweight distribution, that very low upfront friction. Uh, and that means that the experience that you build with them for the right users can be, can be huge. Uh, it can really unlock the value of, of the service that you want to provide because it's not really a technology choice that you're trying to get people to make. You're trying to get them to make a choice about using your service. So when you think about adoption curve and you know, and kind of where we're at with PWAs and in terms of the number of companies that are really starting to include that as one of their ways that they deliver content on either on desktop or on mobile. You know, I know we're three years, I guess a little over three and a half years into PWAs really being something that people are, are starting to become aware of. Tell me what you think the future holds. Is that is it two years from now we're seeing, you know, more, you know, 50% of companies with a PWA, what does that look like to you? I think it's going to be market by market. So uh, sort of the aggregation of those specific and local business needs. Also, businesses tend to learn on very long timescales. Uh, one of the things we've observed in working with companies has been that the companies who tend to do really well with PWAs are folks who have basically tried everything with native. They've, you know, had a contractor in, they funded a speculative project out of a marketing budget. They've then decided that it's working well enough that that little experiment can come in-house and they've built native mobile teams. Um, then they've had a big fight with their web team. It was like, we don't need any of this stuff. And then it turned out that they do need it. <laughs> and then uh, they realized that a lot of the uh, funding that they were providing or the discounts they were providing to get people to install their native applications wind up uh, just leaving them with lower reach and lower marginal revenue. And so um, they come back to the web and they come back to PWAs as a function of having learned all of those things as PWAs combine that low initial friction uh, and high reach of the web uh, with the potential for that high engagement for that segment of users that you really want to capture over the long haul uh, without making those an exclusive choice, right? A PWA is just a website. <laughs> you don't have to convince someone to go install your PWA before they can start using it. They just go to your website and they're using your website. <laughs> so that set of, uh, of learning um, that, that come together to cause people to be open to this plan is where I think that the early folks have been in terms of their increasing their appetite to, to make these investments. And, and then really, in some cases, we've seen folks 
uh, invest in PWAs, sort of the technology side of the PWA. You know, they, they adopt service workers, they put a, a home screen manifest in place, uh, and then they do they make technology choices uh, specifically about performance and the frameworks that they use and the way they build and deploy uh, that aren't appropriate for the markets they're trying to reach. And so, you know, one of my concerns is that um, because this is now kind of pervasive in our industry, uh, people are making, I say, across the board, bad choices about tools and frameworks. And that has meant that, um, you know, the value of a PWA goes down, right? The value of even building on the web at all for most users winds up being lower. So um, there's a there's a big change that we're going to have to make as an industry here. I think it's as big as the change between TLS and not TLS, you know, going from an unencrypted web to an encrypted web. It's going to be on the same scale for us as a front-end community to uh, really recognize the importance of user experience for all users and not just for privileged and wealthy users. Um, and businesses are learning these, these lessons slowly. So I kind of view it as a slow build. In terms of what the future holds, we're going to continue to add these capabilities. So there will be an increasing body of applications which previously weren't possible on the web, and they will be possible. And then we'll see, uh, A, if we did a good job <laughs> in exposing them, uh, but also what that lets developers do and, and what they ask for next, because we want to take our to-do list from the needs the developers express most strongly to us. And then I think it's kind of inevitable uh, that PWAs will just be in more places that native apps are today. Uh, I, again, go back to this idea that technology shouldn't matter, right? And technology shouldn't matter, and it's really just about delivering the best experience for your service, wherever it is, at the lowest cost, um, that I think the web can compete and win on that basis. Uh, to the extent that the web is not sort of treated prejudicially or, or poorly by uh, by operating systems. And so, you know, seeing Microsoft, as you say, get on the bandwagon and, and start to really integrate PWAs deeply into their OS uh, has been really inspiring. And I'm, I'm hoping for a lot more of that. So thinking about your favorite brands that are doing PWAs already, do you have any ones that you just absolutely love kind of what they've done and what they've, you know, the results that they've seen? So I have to split this between the folks who are able to share, able and willing to share their their stats publicly from what I know <laughs> privately. Um, but the second group is not convincing anyone at all, <laughs> uh, although it makes me very happy. In that first group, uh, you know, I think the data that Pinterest has put out, uh, where they they really went back and, and thought hard about their web experience on the back of making that set of um, investments, both on the one hand learning everything about the opportunity space in native, and then coming back and realizing that there was a big open opportunity for uh, web and mobile web specifically. And then that turning into a, a big uh, win for their users, uh, especially their users who may have only had a sort of an occasional relationship uh, to their brand before. And then um, seeing what they did, the work they did to, to really slim down their front end and really get it to a place where as an experience, it, it really feels good uh, and really sings. Um, they, you know, they didn't throw out all their tools, uh, but they did choose to hold them very differently to the way most people are building today. And so, you know, those are those are the sorts of lessons that, um, you know, and outcomes where they've got really positive both engagement and user acquisition and retention metrics uh, that go along uh, with a single investment. Those are the ones that make me smile. One last question for you. We've been talking all about progressive web apps, but I'd love to just hear from your perspective, how else Chrome is making a play on mobile in general? Oh, uh, well, you know, most of Chrome's users are mobile users. We are, <laughs> we are heavily, heavily interested in mobile. And I think that probably comes across in a lot of our developer relations work. I'm not in the developer relations group, but, you know, 
they spend a lot of time talking about what it takes to succeed on mobile because that's where our users are. And that isn't to say that desktop isn't important. You know, we're doing the investments uh, to unlock more desktop capabilities, to bring PWAs to the desktop. We, we have a very, very large uh, percentage of the world's desktop computing users using Chrome, and we're very happy about it, and we want that to work well for them. But as more screen time, as an increasing both absolute and, and fraction of screen time goes to mobile, you know, we spend, you know, a... a I wouldn't say outsized, I'd say we're kind of late to the party, um, but we're we're heavily focused on making sure that the web works well for those users. Um, you know, I'd say almost to distraction. <laughs> uh, it drives me to distraction, at least, um, making sure that we can come up with a, a set of incentives for developers, um, a set of uh, tools for users uh, that really let them do what they want to do on the web, on their mobile devices. Uh, and, and that's um, it's not just key focus in in places where uh, the web is already succeeding, like developed markets like the US, but also places where the web is maybe, you know, not part of the lexicon. You know, I, I think there's a generational risk uh, that if your first experience of computing is a mobile device and all of that is native applications and the web sort of doesn't ever show any value there, you're not going to start typing URLs when you don't know what a computer is for. And search may not be a functional experience when typing on that screen is a bad time. So uh, the web's going to have to show value um, you know, on the terms of every other application platform. It can't sort of um, hold out hope that you know, other, other factors will bring it along for the ride and mobile. And so those are the, those are the areas where I, you know, I, I view PWAs potentially being helpful and view us also uh, facing the largest set of risks. Like I said before, there isn't anyone better to learn about PWAs from than Alex. He's been at the epicenter of PWAs from the very beginning and really continues to be one of the tech leaders driving them forward. How many times do you get an opportunity to talk to the person that's really responsible for causing a fundamental shift in the web and mobile? Talk about a dream guest, everyone. Now let's get to my favorite part of the show where we take the education and apply it to your business. There's so many great insights from my conversation with Alex that can really help transform how you think about mobile. Let's dive into my top three takeaways. First, if you haven't figured it out already, PWAs are fundamentally, and I mean fundamentally, changing how we think about mobile web. And in my personal opinion, this technology is just getting started, everyone. PWAs were first introduced by Google in 2015, and they've seen significant momentum since then with major tech players like Microsoft, Apple, Samsung, Mozilla, and more jumping on the PWA bandwagon. And this means that PWA functionality is constantly evolving. Just take a look at some of the items that Alex mentioned were planned for PWAs from a Google perspective. And that's just what he's sharing with us, everyone. Who knows what else they have up their sleeve? I anticipate we're going to see more and more functionality coming to PWAs to bring more parity between the web and native mobile apps. Plus, when we're talking about mobile, it's important to remember that developing a PWA means you only have to manage one code base. Let me repeat, one code base, everyone. As someone who's been through the gauntlet of developing iOS and Android apps and BlackBerry back in the day, I can't tell you how welcome of a message that actually is. The thought of managing one code base rather than having separate Android and iOS development teams is going to substantially increase development velocity. It's also going to allow you to control the publishing of new features since PWAs completely bypass the App Store approval process. So let's think about this for a second. PWAs have a lot of the same functionality as native mobile apps, and that list of functionality is growing every day. 
They allow for increased development velocity. They enable you to control the publishing process. And did I mention they drive results too? Yep, that's right. Brands like Starbucks, Spotify, Pinterest, and others have implemented PWAs and seen phenomenal results. Let's take a look at the Starbucks PWA for an example. It loads two times faster than the web property it replaced, and it drove a 65% increase in Starbucks reward registrations. And Pinterest, one of Alex's favorite examples of a PWA, it saw a 103% increase in weekly users, a 300% increase in session length, and it was the main driver for Pinterest of new user signups. This is why I believe PWAs are truly the future of mobile web. And don't forget, they also work on desktop too, so they might actually turn out to be the future of how we think about web in general. Next, one of the comments that Alex made about how native app developers seem to transition to PWAs much more easier than web developers who are primarily focused on desktop really struck a chord with me. It made me start thinking about all the major consumer brands we've seen successfully implement PWAs already. And I've mentioned Starbucks, Pinterest, Spotify, but there's also Trivago, Uber, Lyft, Twitter, Instagram, Tinder, and that's just to name a few, everyone. But all of them have seen to take this approach of creating their PWA as almost a replica of their native mobile app. And in a lot of those examples, we've seen the same team responsible for the native app also develop the PWA. And so Alex's comment around how it's been easier for native app developers to transition to PWAs makes a ton of sense. But it got my wheels spinning about how there are so many other uses for PWAs than just companions or potential replacements to native mobile apps. Although I fully support PWAs replacing native mobile apps one day. But you also can think about them much broader than that. So really, PWAs are beneficial anytime you want to engage your user in a frictionless way that's compelling and lightning fast. And so to all of you, when does that happen and when do you need to do that? Well, my answer is all the time. You should be doing that all the time. So then when I start thinking about how PWAs can be beneficial, it's really an unlimited number of use cases in almost any industry. So I think we need to take a step back and truly consider the benefits PWAs bring into the development process and the user experience and find ways to incorporate them throughout the customer journey, which really means the possibilities for PWAs are really endless, which is personally really exciting to me, both as a mobile marketer and as a user. Finally, can we all make a promise to each other that we will not create bad PWAs? We've all seen bad examples of native mobile apps, websites, and more in our lifetime, and I'm hoping we don't do the same with PWAs. So before you embark on a project to build your first PWA, make sure you take into consideration what you're trying to achieve from a business perspective. What's your ultimate goal? Who's your target audience? How will the user be able to achieve that goal in an easy way? What do your users actually need? What do they want? Does it make sense for the user to install the PWA? Will they opt into push notifications? These are just some of the questions that you need to be able to answer before developing a PWA to ensure that you're going to be successful. You also don't want to forget about incorporating analytics into your PWA. Since PWAs are delivered via the web, you can utilize the same web analytics platform, such as Google Analytics as an example, that you already use for your other web properties. This will provide you with a wealth of information about your PWA so you can determine if you're achieving your original business goals, if there are challenges in your user experience, or if you're seeing increased results compared to your web or native mobile app properties that provide a similar functionality as your PWA. Now, here's my challenge to you for this week. If you haven't already implemented a PWA for your business, then it's time to get to work, people. PWAs are here and their adoption is only gonna continue to skyrocket. So take the time to brainstorm the best initial use case for a PWA for your business. 
Now, it doesn't have to be a massive project to get started on, and you don't need to boil the ocean when it comes to functionality and what you deliver in the first iteration of your PWA. Since you control the deployment process, it's extremely easy to roll out new functionality as often as you want, and it's going to be instantaneously available to all of your users. So get the team together, brainstorm a use case for your PWA, and get started on building it. You can thank me later. I'm Stephanie Cox, and you've been listening to Mobile Matters. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Until then, be sure to visit Lumivate.com and subscribe to get more access to thought leaders, best practices, and all things mobile.